till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until these set is Good day everybody, good day, good day Hope everyone is having a good day today Whether you're waking up Getting your day started with a blessing. Whether you're going through your midday right now and you're just trucking along, trying to get through the day, learning, observing, blessed and not stressed. Or you're ending your day uh, learning lots of lessons, learning how to get through another obstacle, but and all be blessed with what you've learned and the knowledge you've gained. Spending time with your friends and family and putting a hard day's work if that's what you're doing. Everything a blessing today. Everything a blessing. You're tuned in to the Blue Book. Presented to you by Seabrook Ministries. And hosted by your boy Blue. Today's a very special day today. Very special day today. For a couple reasons. First reason... It's today's National Animal Advocacy Day. Anyone out there who loves animals, whether dogs, cats, or any other animal, which is a bird, reptile, whatever animal, uh, today's the day we recognize the advocacy means the ones are for them, help them, uh, do things for them in kindness, uh, stand up for them, for their rights, or whatever the case may be. Um, kudos to you. God bless you. Every single one of you out there fighting for the animals out there and and uh, keeping them safe and keeping them alive because uh, God wants his animals alive and healthy so thank you thank you so very much for that and another big important time today today is actually me and my wife's ninth year wedding anniversary today yes me and my wife, nine years old. It, feels, it doesn't feel like it, it really doesn't. But um, so on this episode, all I can say is happy anniversary, sweetheart. If you're hearing this, um, it's been a, it's been one blessed ride for the last nine years. I've known her for ten, but married nine, and uh, many more, many more to come. So definitely. Um, God bless our marriage. God bless those. Please, you know, good ties and blessings. It'd be appreciated. If you go on to our social media page, um, any one of them, just go to 8LU8OK and, uh, you know, so forth, so on. Okay? So, definitely. Happy anniversary, baby. Um, today, moving forward, today. What matters is our faith. Our faith is what matters the most in all of this. Faith is the difference between relationship and religion. Faith. That is the biggest difference with belief and disbelief. Rules and no rules. God and no God. Christ and no Christ. Faith. So... Before we get into all that wonderful stuff, we are definitely going to get into our pledge for the day. And that will be, 
I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, like I said, our faith is the topic of this of today's message. Um, if you have your Bibles, whether it's desktop, laptop, Android, Apple, uh, you got an iPad, or even the good book itself in front of you, we're going to be in the book of First John. First John. And we're going to be in the fifth chapter of First John. And we're going to be in the fourth verse, which is in the Amplified. It's going to be page 1469 in the Amplified. Okay. Now, it doesn't matter what version of Bible you have chosen to use. Whatever helps you get the meat and potatoes of your spiritual walk. That is fantastic. Whatever version better suits your diet. I choose the Amplified. I've been eating from the Amplified's Word for a long time. And it helps me with my diet. Everyone is different when it comes to comprehension, articulation, and dietary when it comes to the Word. Okay? So whatever it is, we will be going through a lot of different translations tonight. Um, if I do not go through every single one, it's because it says the same thing. And the majority of them will say the same thing. So the ones that are most significant will cover. Um, but we go through about 20 to 30 different translations tonight. So, anyhow, before we get into the Word, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the Word. We thank you for this spiritual diet. The meat and potatoes of our belief system of Christianity. And we thank you. We ask you to, to bring attention to the, your Word and your message. Help us articulate, translate and formulate what you're wanting us to know in your word the message resonate in our brains we ask you to lead us guide us and direct us in your way in your word in the holy name of jesus i pray amen all right well what does first john 5 4 mean all right john returns again in the verse to the theme of believers as overcomers Believers as overcomers, naturally. You have to believe to overcome. If you know what an overcomer means. Overcomer. You got over the situation. Pretty simple. You believe it, you overcome it. Okay? Jesus cannot be overpowered by darkness, that's in, first, that's in John 1, 5, and has defeated the powers of, the, of this world, that's in John 16, 33. Believers are not to be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So that can be either or. Overcome doesn't mean it has to be a good thing. It can be overcome by evil, too. Overcome is a very loose term. Okay? But if you want to know more about that, that's going to be in Romans 12, 21. 
Believers have overcome both the evil one in 1 John 2, 13-14 and the evil spirits, 1 John 4, 4. Mm. Overcoming evil spirits, overcoming the evil one. Evil one, the leader, evil spirits, the minions. Christians are not left weak and defeated in spiritual battles. If you have God and you are standing rightful in the place you need to be, it's not you fighting to begin with. It's God. Well, okay. It's Jesus and the Holy Spirit that's putting the fight on. God's watching the whole thing go down. And I'm definitely rooting for you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't give God too much credit. It's Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? We are, we are not weak and defenseless when we are letting God fight the fight. Or Jesus fight the fight. The Holy Spirit fight the fight. We're just mere vessels. We know our authority. Our authority is in Jesus. Pretty simple. When you you are only as good as the authority that you're under gives you. Mm. That's pretty tough to say if you ask me. You're only as good as the I don't care how long you've been at it. You could be at it for 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years. I don't care how old you are and how many years you've been doing something. You're only as good as the top authority gives you. That's it. Oh, I've been doing this for 30. I've been doing this for 40 years. I know every angle. <clears throat> good for you. I mean, you're very, very knowledgeable in what you do. Very good. But your power is only as good as what the man above here gives you. You understand what I'm saying to you? Okay. When you fight for the Lord, you will not be defeated in spiritual battles. Because you know your authority. You know who you're with. On the contrary, those battles are already won by Christ. There you go. See? Pretty simple stuff if you ask me. They're already won. Once you say Jesus' name, once you... Now, I don't mean... Say, okay, let's, let's back this up a little bit. People think just the name alone does it. Just saying Jesus. Okay? Sometimes... Can't lie. Sometimes. Just seeing Jesus. Tough. What's more effective? A lob throwing up? A baseball lob? Just throwing it up underhand. Throwing it up. Or putting a whole bunch of mustard on that thing. Just flinging it. Hauling rear end. What's more effective? You have more time to think and, and, and to articulate and to time and to get ready for a lob. You don't got any time when it comes to a fast one. A lot of time in spiritual battles 
And I don't know where this comes from because Jesus was in this way, so I don't know where this comes from. But a lot of times in spiritual battles, that's what happens. What happens is the minister, priest, whatever, the one who has the, but supposedly has the authority of, of God, is doing the lob. And evil, demonic, possessing, are just throwing fastballs right at you, throwing fastballs right at you, just tossing them. And you're thinking your little lob is going to get things done. Why do you think so many priests get defeated? They have rules. Too many rules. This, that, this, that. Most don't even recognize a possession. They don't want to perform an exorcism because they don't want to see the possession. See? I got one rule Jesus. He is the only rule. Jesus. And I won't break that for anybody. Jesus. You must understand how powerful Jesus is when you know who he is. When you speak with the proper authority and you let the Holy Spirit really do what he's going to do. When you have the power to do it and you have the authority and you know it and the devil knows it and the demons know it. There's nothing that can stop you. Nothing. But if you're sitting there looking like a lost sheep, you go, Jesus? Like, you're so unsure of yourself. You have no concept of what you're doing. Of course, evil is going to run, run it on you. Run wild on you. Because that demon knows you don't have authority. You're just saying a word. You don't have any authority. Someone who has some save not soft blood in him, such a godster, a real true uh, sea walker walks up in there and says, Get down, boy. I'm about, to, I'm about to go to war. And that demon knows that you mean business and you have the power of Jesus on He is going to look at you and say, Oh, heck no. That goes with the entire process of dealing with demons, though. Whether it's holy water, whether it's prayer, whether it's the cross, you cannot be effective if you don't have the faith to stand with the correction. You cannot be effective if you're not affected. Wait for you to catch up on that one. Because a lot of people don't quite understand the reality of this. Because they see it in Hollywood and they think that, oh my gosh, he's a priest, he says Jesus' name. It's no, this is not a joke, man. If you are, if you are Jesus strong, and you walk in there and you're like, boy, we about to do this. They're not going to mess with you. Because they know that you have the authority of Jesus Christ written all over you. And that's the last thing they want to deal with. But you walk in there, a little scared little kid. And you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And you walk in there, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And you go, Jesus? Like you're so unsure of yourself. Or you go in there with all these rules. This whole entire rule book of first this, second this, that, this, this, that, this, that. The demons, the evil is going to run wild all over you. That's why back in the day, probably about a couple years ago, I, de I developed a concept called New Age Exorcist, the name. And that was the tougher evil gets, the tougher good gets. Jesus doesn't change. We change.
and we see the evil. The formula doesn't change. The authority changes. The stronger the authority, the stronger the power. The more you know, the more you learn, the more you deal with, the more you see it. How do believers overcome the world? How do you overcome the world? Good question. Yes, that's the question. How do you overcome the world? Pretty good question. Verse 5 gives you gives a di more direct explanation. By believing in Jesus as a son of God. That's a giveaway right there. Believing in Jesus, the son of God. Here in verse 4, John simply refers to faith as our victory. The faith of the believer is the victory that overcomes. Faith. The evidence of things not seen, the hope of things to come. Faith. Every believer is an overcomer and is victorious because they have eternal life in Christ. John 3.16 Christ life. And abundant life now, John 10.10. 10. John 3.16 Most famous scripture in the Bible worldwide. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not die but have everlasting life. It's up to you. It really is. Abundant life. Now, John 10 10. Abundant. How do you get abundant life when you live for Him? Because He's going to give you the desires of your heart. You do for Him, just for you. You do things in glory of God, He's going to help you out. You desire something, He's going to help you. He's going to give it for you. You don't have to hustle to get it. Grind for God. Don't hustle for hell. Oh, Lord Jesus, did I just say that? Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord Jesus. What a wonderful Grind for God, don't hustle for hell. Oh my goodness, Jesus. Thank you for that. Grind for God, don't hustle for hell. Say so it. God's Spirit lives within the believer to provide power over the battles of this world. God's Spirit, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Three, the hard way. Lives within the believer, in your heart, in your spirit, 
I'm adding those to get you to get the point. To provide power. Power, power, power. I got the power. Over the battles of this world. Okay. So, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whoever is born of God is victorious over the world. Okay. Born of God. Obviously, there are, God has his own judgment rules. But whoever is born of God. Born of God, born again. Victorious over this world. This is why it's so important to be born again. Spiritual birth, not physical birth, spiritual birth. They call it born again because it's just it's more simple to put. But your spiritual birth, your spirit doesn't come alive until you activate it. Okay, yes, you have wrongs and rights and feels and this and that and this conference, but your spirit does not come alive until you be born again. Okay, it may be living, but not alive. Okay, you're born into this world from your mother. That's your fleshly birth. That's your birth onto this earth. You go, go about, go, go, go about, and there's going to come a time where you're going to have a choice to make. Everyone has a choice. Not one person doesn't have a choice. Everyone has a choice. And they're going to ask you, do you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart? Like, in your heart? And you'll be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Or if you're born and you're born into it, okay. But most people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not a simple prayer that matters. Though charismatic Christianity is going to tell you it's that that matters, it's the prayer. But the problem is, this is the problem with just a prayer. Okay. The problem with just a pair is this. Lack of discipleship. Okay. Charismatic Christianity says to you, all you gotta do is say a prayer and you go to heaven. Well, yes, theoretically the words do get you into heaven on a, I you know, basically. But that's not what it is, because too many people have fallen short and have lost their way because all they all they're caring about is numbers of salvation, not numbers of salvations. Does that make any sense? Of course it does. Blue Book tells you you must be born again to go to heaven. Layman's terms, your spirit has to be in understanding with the concept of God and Jesus. Are you going to believe that Jesus died and wrote again just in words? quickly no not at all you may say it because that's the prayer you say doesn't mean you believe it most hardcore christian believers have have tested god and said okay god you're real show me and they showed him you have to be in a state of mind you have your spirit has to be birthed to understand god Whatever level of comprehension you choose to do that with, whether it's 
early, early in your in your one through ten years, or your ten through twenty years, or your twenty to thirty years, or wherever, wherever you decide, or God comes to you and you make a decision that you have to you have to kindle your spirit and understand that whatever you did before you kindled your spirit is forgiven. God has taken that away from you, and everything after that is you're accountable for it. And if you're and if you don't ask forgiveness for it, you're just gonna just hurt yourself more. Heaven's not a free ticket. It, it takes work. To do it right. Now, will somebody on their deathbed go to heaven if they say the heaven's prayer? Absolutely. It's not conditional. It's subsequent. It's not, it's not conditional. In other words, anyone who means it. Now, if somebody's on a deathbed, say they need, need the Jesus come to my heart, be my savior, does that person have time to change? No, the person is dying. Don't be ridiculous. But if you have time on this earth, do something with it. Make him proud. Do it in glory of God. No one can judge you. Only God can. Say what I mean? So. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Can our faith be conquered? Tell me that. Can your faith be conquered? For whatever is born of God is victorious over this world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. So to five. Who is who is it that is victorious over that that conquers the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who would hire us to trust us in and relies on that fact. Okay. Let's keep this go down to six. I'm seeing more good stuff here. This is he who came by with water and blood, with baptism and his death. Okay. This is he who came by with water and blood. His baptism, water, his death, blood. Jesus Christ the Messiah. Not by in the water only, but by in the water and the blood. And it is the Holy Spirit who bears witness because the Holy Spirit is the truth. This is he who came by with water and blood, his baptism and his death. Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Not by in, not by in the water only, but by and in the water and blood. And it is the Holy Spirit who bears witness because the Holy Spirit is the truth. What happened when Jesus was baptized by John? The Holy Spirit came down and changed everything, right? Because that was Jesus' way of, of, of birthing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came down because Jesus got reborn. 
he even knew. Do you understand the concept of Jesus getting baptized? He was born of the flesh. He knew. He was learning. But he knew being, being baptized was rebirth. You can get born again. Baptism is the visual of that. Now, people all over religion says that you cannot go to heaven unless you get baptized. Yeah, that's another, that's another, that's another, another uh, one of those protocols that are like, okay, not required. Nothing in this Bible says that you have to get baptized to go to heaven. The only thing that says in this Bible is that you have to be born again to get to heaven. Baptism is just the physical evidence that you're doing it. When Jesus did it, the Holy Spirit came down, rebirthed. Okay. So, one more time. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Who it is that is victorious over and that conquers the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on that fact. This is he who came by with blood and water, his baptism and his death. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, not by in only water, but by in the water and the blood. And it is the Holy Spirit that bears witness because the Holy Spirit is the truth. Simple as that, really. Okay, let's see. New International Version says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world and is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. English Standard Version says, for, e for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has become overcome the world, our faith. That's just says our faith. King James Version says, For whoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. NASB says, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. NLT says, For every child of, the, of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. Very good point. Like that. We achieve this victory through our faith. Like that. It's really good. Good opinion. Then the CSB verse because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that's that has conquered the world, our faith. Not a bad way of putting it either. The we the the the, the wide mouth New Testament says, For every child of God overcomes the world, and the victorious principle which has overcome the world is our faith. I like that. The victorious principle which has overcome the world is our faith. Faith is overcome. That's the principle that overcomes the world. Very good way of putting it. I like that. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. The World English Bible says, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Your faith. Your faith. 
I would say that one, but there's a lot of words that I don't understand. It's from the Orthodox Jewish Bible. I just don't understand all the words. Because what whatever TN refers to every believer that has been born of Hasaman obtains Nizarakanen, victory, over the Obenia. And this is the, the Nizarin victory. The Nizarin that overcomes the Obenhavin, even what makes us a believer. Our Nima faith. Wow, that's a lot of heart. That's tough. Hope I said that a lot right because I have no idea. I tried. Okay, the Message Bible says every God begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings that world to its knees is our faith. That's good. Okay, here we go. New International, New International Reader's Version says that. That's because everyone who is child, a child of God has won the battle over the over the world. Our faith has won the battle for us. That's good too. I like that. So it's the same thing, but worded a little differently. The faith, our faith, has won the battle for us. Pretty pretty cool one. Lexham English Bible says because everyone who is fathered by God conquers the world. Pretty simple. Indirect. Yep, everything's on pretty much the same page. Okay, here we go. The complete Jewish Bible says, because everybody which has God as his father overcomes the world, and this is what victoriously overcomes the world, our trust. Faith and trust. Trust is the word trust this time. Different way of putting it, but principle. So, long story short, chapter 5 concludes the book of 1 John, once again emphasizing the, the supremacy of love in the Christian experience. Very true. Those who put their faith in Christ can know for sure that they have eternal life. Pretty much love Jesus faith in Christ you're good to go the assurance comes by trusting what we know of the life of Jesus Christ as well as the evidence of the Holy Spirit within us like I always say follow Jesus let the Holy Spirit flow following God's commandments particularly love results in confidence of our salvation as well as the strength against the temptations of this world follow God's love and be fine Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Faith. Plain and simple faith. Not complicated by no means. When you stabilize it with faith, our faith. It all works out in the end. Remember one thing. If you don't remember anything else. Faith is the absolute 
main ingredient to believing in Jesus. Faith is the absolute ingredient in believing in Jesus. Just have faith. Our faith conquers the world. Let God do God. Follow Jesus' example and let that Holy Spirit flow. Fantastic word. Fantastic message. Good stuff tonight. Good stuff tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, keep the faith. God's going to get us through all this nonsense. Keep the faith. God will talk to you. Listen to that God voice. You'll be just fine. Keep listening to this podcast. We have words every day. It's always something wonderful. Always something to be learned. Gems, knowledge for daily life. You love. You, I, you, you, can't, you can't go wrong. Keep the faith, ladies and gentlemen. Keep, it, keep the faith. Okay? Fear God. Respect Him. Follow Jesus and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Jesus. Strong. That was it, right?